June 7, 2012, is the Watt from Pedro Show.
Oh, Walk for Pedro show. We're on the air. I should, uh, oh, are we on? <laughs> talking to my uh, guest, Jonathan, here. Uh, we start off the show, John Coltrane doing Up Against Wall, something live from June 1963. And then Rainflow by Sawako. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, Christian. I got some music by him a little later. He wants to come give me some a- a- Anywhere records. He should come to the Long Beach gig tomorrow. But you just saw him? Because well, he's I, living I here now, him. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver he's Lake. Up in LA, yeah. And uh, I know he wants me and Perk to jam with him. Oh, that Perk's be been with uh, Jane's Addiction. Uh, anyway, people, uh, it's Jonathan's fellow bass player, and uh, it's his first time in Pedro. We ain't at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. Brother Matt is overwhelmed with uh, scholastic things, even though I think he might get scissored. His program is a big success. He's got the highest graduating rate. And uh, clowns at B won't see reason. But on the other hand, while he's been doing it this uh, year, he's also been applying himself to his master. So he has, he has to go back out there in the teacher market thing. He's uh, better prepared. But I think uh, end of the month we'll be have another show. I know right now it's just jam time for him. So we're just at Waspad. Jonathan's here talking with me. It's his first time to Pedro, although he's been to Long Beach. And uh, so he goes a little west and he sees the other part of the harbor a little bit. Uh, Yeah, your journey with music. When did it start? Well, started started young. Uh, Probably first with listening. Listening a lot around the house. My dad, Pops, was a is a Jazz musician, saxophone player. Oh, wow. Yeah. What town? Lincoln, Nebraska. You guys are in Lincoln. Wow. Close to where D. Boone's pop was from. That's what I understand, yeah. Yeah, there was a little town outside of Lincoln. Wow. Yeah. So you grow up, he's a he's working musician? Working musician and uh, had a print shop. Still has that print shop. Wow. With my mom, and yeah. uh, they run that. And, so you're uh, hearing music really early. Yeah, really First early. music you heard is your pops, probably, right? First music I remember hearing is uh, Stevie Wonder around the house. Oh, playing records, and albums? Weather Report and things like that. But oh. yeah, but yeah, I went to gigs and stuff, saw him play a lot. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I got, got into it early. Okay. And so he, he had me, uh, you know. What was his story? Did he start as a kid, too? Sure did. And uh, he went through the whole thing. He has a master's degree in music and was in the Navy playing during wow, the war. Train. And, um, yeah, doing... Train's it. first recordings are in the Navy. Is that right? Yeah, in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yeah, you want to see book? And I spoiled myself the other Christmas. <laughs> He's still slow healing up. But you people can't see this, but this is the John Coltrane reference. Oh, boy. It's 187 fucking Dallas. But it's got all his shit, all his gigs, all his recording, oh all his playing. You know. Wow. All 40 years. It looks uh, incredible. So, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, research went into this shit. But anyway, yeah. so your pop, <coughs> he went through all the formal stuff and then did gigs and all that. Yeah. And so but, you're witness to all that. Yeah, yeah. I was around for a lot and of it. So you're influenced. Uh-huh. I remember going to, he taught a jazz history course at the university over there, and I remember 
sitting in it as a kid, you know, because they wouldn't have babysitters for me all the time. So I'd just go, and he'd be teaching, and I'd be sitting in a desk. Classroom. In his his classroom. Wow. The university. So I guess it probably seeped in early. Yeah. You know. So uh, when did you grab an instrument? Um, Well, he had me, you know, doing uh, piano and things like that early. You wanted you to be playing piano? Yeah, you know, just to learn the stuff. And then I played trombone in bands and stuff, but... You know, I guess I was about thirteen or fourteen when I, when he he put a bass, give me a bass. It was his idea. It was his idea for sure, right. and it was funny. Because what about the piano, the left hand? You were kind of on it. Kind of on it. And bone is a bass clef. Yeah, knew how to. I learned how to read it. Kind of okay. knew the, you know, the where where it sat, where the bass, what bass clef meant, I guess, and yeah. things like that. But I remember when I wanted to play a. A cool instrument, you know, a rock instrument or something like that. He he dissuaded me from playing drums or guitar and had me go straight for bass. For bass. He's like, it's a good guys who play it have good personalities. And <laughs> are Did cool. he get you one? Uh, we borrowed one for a little while, and then uh, I got one pretty soon after that. And Whoa! It's just been been happening ever since, you know. Okay, so you're in junior high school when you get this bass. Mm-hmm. Uh. How did you learn? Did he show you stuff? Did you learn off records? Yeah, both. Less, both. both. I, took a few, I took a few, maybe a year or two of, well, two or three years of lessons, probably. Well, like from a bass player from guy? From a bass player guy who was really good in town. This is in Lincoln? In Lincoln. Okay. Andy Hall, he's still playing. He's great. And, um, and uh, you know, I was learning all the normal things you learn. And then, uh, yeah. then I guess when I was... A couple years after that, uh, you know. What about bands? Did you start? Yeah, I was doing that. Uh, garage bands or in the in the school band? Both. Both. Yeah. What's your first uh, garage band? Well, let's it's with see. Buddies of yours, right? Yeah, there were buddies. I'm th- I did like. I was in, you know, we played cover bands and things yeah, like that. Copying songs off cut, records, doing yeah. all that, and not things. really gigs, just jamming in the garage, right? Uh, no, playing gigs, too. By the time I was in high school, I was playing gigs yeah. a bunch. But then, at first, I'm talking about when oh, you started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, just playing together the with buddies, trying, of course. That's what me and D. Boone did, try to copy records. His little brother, Joe. Actually, be in the bedroom trying to co- uh, copy uh, records. Right. It was really hard for me on a lot of the records. I couldn't tell what the fucking bass was doing. That's the thing. That's the was thing. that tough for you? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I was like learning guitar fuck. parts and things. And it like this me. shirt you got, now I could hear him. Sure. I could hear, like, in England, they weren't afraid in rock and roll to have the bass loud. The Who, yep. uh, Cream, uh, Black Sabbath. You bet. Uh, even on the Bowie records, you could hear that, this Connie and Trevor Bowler, you could hear they played it loud. But U.S. Yeah. seemed only the R&B guys had the bass really out there. Mm-hmm. James Jamerson, Sly had... Uh, Larry Graham be thumping out there. Duck was, yeah, right. Uh, Booker T, you could hear that. You could hear that. Well, the guitar players played more clipped and syncopated. They left more room. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Those guys in England were playing loud guitar. They just turned up the bass more or something. Also the tone. Yeah. Those guys didn't go for the murky kind of. Yeah, they went for some balls-out tone, man. It was aggressive. Yeah, yeah they've kind of had a... Jack Bruce, John Elmussel, Jesus. Competing in their own way with it, it seems like. With the other guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not so much 
just be in the background. Right. So I, I learned a lot more off them because I could, I could hear what was going on. I couldn't hear it. It was difficult. I remember with Credence, you know, when I met D. Boone, that's all he knew. And uh, I mean, I can hear it nowadays, but in those days, I couldn't tell what that guy was playing. Stu Cook, I could. So I just, I started wearing John Fogarty's shirts. I thought, man, maybe D. Boone will like me if I wear the shirts. <laughs> Because I can't tell what the fuck this guy's... I didn't know what a bass was. See, I came around bass really weird. His ma... I was told to play it, but coming from arena rock, we didn't really know what it was. We were too far away and never saw one up close, so I played a guitar for the first couple of years with four strings. Right. But, okay, so how did you get over this thing of trying to find out what the fucking bass was doing? <laughs> well, um, the, having a teacher help. Yeah, because he that, could tell you because he, he's a baseman. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could he could pick it out and, and tell me what was, what was what, which was nice. And so could my dad. Um, but you know, he uh, I think credit goes to my dad because he had me hearing stuff like, um, you know, Jaco Pastorius and and Tower of Power and and the Motown stuff and the things where he could point out and say, "There's the bass. This is what it's doing," and it kind of gave me an idea of. Of yeah. where, it, where it sat, even though those people were maybe doing kind of a non-traditional, Chaco confused, <laughs> you know, Top power, uh, all that kind of stuff. What's his name? God, he just had some sickness. He got over. Oh, Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. Yeah. Great bass player. Yeah, he's one of my. Yeah, they're pro- a little more out. Uh, I think both those guys took from Jamerson and took it a little further. Sure. Out there, Jocko kind of like uh, he kind of took something from those English guys too, because he kind of played lead. Right. Wild ass stuff, and the fretless thing. Right. So okay, so your pop helped out because he's he's hipping you to these techniques these cats are doing. Yeah, 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 and it kind of you know gave me an idea of what what the instrument was, which was helpful. And then you know by the time oh you got your own, you're not borrowing anymore. I got my own. I got yeah. a GNL by that point. A GNL. A GNL. Leo's second company. You bet. What kind of amp? An acoustic. Wow. Yeah. What the blue and black ones? Uh, or the tan uh, ones? No, it was blue and black. Okay. But it was kind of like a lower end one, I think. But um, that double nickels on the dime. I used a well, like their bi amp. Really? Remember, there was this thing called bi amp where you'd have an amp for the high end and one for the low end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteens and twelve. So yeah, I got that. That's what <laughs> I, I used. But I don't think Ethan used it. Ethan James only took the direct out of. I had EMG pickups. Uh huh. Oh, so. And I think he took it right out of the bass. Oh, that's funny. I'm pretty sure he didn't even mic the thing. It was only yeah, an eight track Atari. Half the tracks had to go to the drums. Yeah. Right. So, okay. What about the guys you're playing with? They're your age, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. What, were they getting hip to anything, or were you kind of the meister? No, no, no. They knew the they knew the they stuff. Knew shit they too. knew stuff too. Yeah, you know, muso guys, kind of. Oh, really? Young, young muso guys, you know. So we were like, you know, we knew about stuff like Rush and Yes and all that kind of stuff too, you know. Okay. By, by the time I was playing, you're in and high then, school. No, this is still junior high. Still I guess. in junior high. Because wow. I was gonna say, you know, that that lasted for a minute, and then, you know, the stuff with the the bass right up front that was kind of current came in like Jane's Addiction and Chili Eric. Peppers and Fleet. Fishbone Norwood. Norwood yeah 
you know. And Primus less. Yeah. Big bass. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, but I mean, these punk guys really turned bass around in a lot of ways, I think, for younger players, because before that it was like, yeah, this is right field and little league. And, and now all of a sudden, and like, it was guitar players looking for gigs a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. And now you had guys who wanted to learn on bass first. Yeah. With those guys. Yeah, I was one of wow. those guys. Still don't know how to play guitar very good. So, <laughs> but you know, in the old days, that's all it was, was yep. guys double dipping. I think even Carol Kay and stuff was a guitar player. Oh, yeah, she was. And then came out, you know, because nobody else wanted to rock it. Mm -hmm. I think a pure bass guy is Jamerson, he go, but he comes from the stand-up. Right. That's why he played with one finger. Yeah, a lot of those guys. Okay, when do you start composing? Um, I guess that would have been high school. And I actually have a story I was thinking about on my way here on yeah. the drive. I just I might hijack this for just a minute. Um, first band I was in that we made our own tunes. It's in high school, and it was later. You know, it was like maybe when I was a uh, I don't know, seventeen or something. 16. Yeah, eleven grade. Yeah, and we started doing our own tunes, and the first tune we wrote. I remember this vividly. We were really inspired by Felt Like a Gringo on oh, Ballot man. Result. Ballot Result one. The Ballot Result version. Yeah. And we listened to that a lot. And the first tune we wrote, we kind of emulated that. Oh, wow. So what was his band called? It was called Roosevelt Franklin. And um, Roosevelt Franklin. The, reason, the reason this came to my mind was because the drummer, his name's Colby Stark. He's a dear friend and, you know, a brother. There still were, drumming? Still drumming. Right. There were two two cats who I kind of like spent my late high school and college kind of years or whatever with. It was my friend Rob and my friend Colby. And we bonded a lot over over Minutemen and Firehose. Oh, wow. And, uh, and Ball Hog. Okay. That that, that. And we went to a lot of gigs and... You know, really spent a lot of time on it. My friend Rob was my roommate. He uh, was a bass player. We used to have a thing called uh, kind of a, a fictional gang or club. We called the BPA. It didn't mean anything, really. But we always had this vision of having the BPA club, and it was Bass Players Association. Oh, wow. And you were the honorary president. I was the president. <laughs> oh, wow. And... Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I think Rob would be really tickled that I'm here doing this. Who's a Nebraska guy? I think he's Omaha, right? Peanut? Peanut, that's right, yeah. Is he Steve. Nebraska? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to see him all the time. He's kind of Flea, Les Claypool style. Uh -huh. That's yeah. where he came from. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Funk, funker. Yeah, there are a lot of good Norwood, that school. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of good guys at that time. Jesus. Uh, I wanted to say that, you know, my friend Rob, he just got married last weekend. I wasn't able to make it. So okay. I just wanted to, I'm sure he's listening to this, okay. wanted to give him you know, yeah, Andrea, a, a big congratulations from, from, from Watt's, you know, living room. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's play some music you've got. Okay.
Watch for Pedro Show. Jonathan, you want to uh, tell the folks what we just heard? Well, we just heard... This is all stuff with you on bass. We just heard Evie Kane, which is... Uh, well, we started the chunk started, off started the started the ch- Should I go backwards? Man, that'd be better. Uh, last thing we heard was... <laughs> was a song I recorded with Zach Hill, the drummer of Hella and Death Grips and a lot of things, um, a few years back for his solo record. And uh, I really like that tune. What's it called? It's called Keep Calm and Carry On. Okay, before that? Um, We had Ruler, which is a song by Marnie Stern, which Zach produced and played drums on. And I played bass on and love that Both these people are Sacto, Sacto. Marnie's more, she's she's East Coast. Oh, really? Yeah, she's from New York City. Did she transplant or... She just, Does everybody she just goes out, out there to play with her? Yeah, okay. everyone just goes to sack. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's his it's his place, you know. Yeah, it's his nest. Um, but he ain't going out to New York City, right? She's coming to sack. I, I don't think he, no. She's she's going to sack. He's got it. He's got it all dialed in for himself out, out okay. there. So, um, it's kind of the mayor sack at this point. It seems like ahead of that. Uh, ahead of that was the Flying Lutenbachers, um, band I was in in Chicago. Yeah. With uh, Weasel Walter. Right. And, uh, I think he's going to record with Laskovich. Scarcity of Tanks soon. Oh, yeah. I think he's doing the bass, which might be happening, because when I did oh, the Scarcity of Tanks gig with him on drums, <laughs> that cat wouldn't keep one thing going. <laughs> he was far from grooving. He's yeah. interesting. He's been around, too. Oh, Jesus. yeah, no, he's... he's He's serious. And that band is wild. I remember the. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of my my schooling, you know? It's like I learned probably more in that band than anything I've ever done. (laughs) Most intense. And what was ahead of that? Uh, A band from kind of the same same era called My Name is Rar Rar. Uh, Kind of a no wave feet thing from Chicago, which I played the synth bass in. Whoa. Kind of weird, those old Roland. No, the Roland... Uh, oh, something you touch. Those weird things. Yeah. Like the, the Space Age looking things. They still had strings, but it made synthesizer. Yeah, it went to a floorboard. Yeah, yeah it made all kinds of weird weird stuff. And then... Hounds? Hounds is that, the name of that track. And we started with... With, with uh, Yes, No, Maybe, or Say Maybe, one of those. Say Maybe. It's Evie Kane. Evie Kane, brand new band. That's not even out. Just not recorded out. it. Right. Just record it. So this is its debut. Well, we, yeah, okay. <laughs> and we got some other new stuff, too. You got, like, Dodd Hacker, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's get back to your story. Uh, you're uh, in Nebraska, playing in high school, writing your first songs in uh, Roosevelt Franklin. Yep. Uh, you were playing gigs. Playing gigs. Put out a record of our own. What was your first gig like? First gig with them was... At a um, was it scary? Like a community center. It was yeah, not, it was a big gig with you know like six bands or something, and it was you know three dollars and a can of food or whatever and punk rock, and it wow. was it was great. Yeah, uh, it might have been with, it might have been with Three Eleven of all people. Really, oddly. And then you guys made an album. You recorded there in Lincoln. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. That band lasted a couple of years, and and it was you know great. Was that experience. your first recording? Was with them. I'd done a couple little things. Uh, yeah, there'd been a couple of things before that, but that was the first like time spent in the studio, yeah, really working album. on it. And wow, did you guys tour? A little bit, just around 
the plains, the around, that yeah, area, Midwest, a little bit, not much. And so now it's hard for people I know from being around on the West Coast and the East Coast. They don't understand about Chicago, but if you're in the middle of the country, that's the big town. It's not New York City. It's not Los Angeles. Right. It's Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've said this a few times on the show, but people on the coast think Chicago's this little thing, but it's a big daddy. They call her Big Shoulders. I mean, she's. And if you're in the Midwest, that's where you're aiming your sights. That's the close one. I know because that's what my ma did back in the middle 50s. So and, uh, it's been like kind of a, yeah, if you want to leave the little town, that's the next big town if you're in the Midwest. Right. And they got a huge healthy scene, lots of stuff going on. It's not Bergville. Uh, Chicago's very, I know, but I talk to people that are oblivious, have never been there, and they have these uh, kind of ideas. They don't understand Chicago's big town. Yeah, Chicago and Minneapolis so you, are always happening. In like. Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, w- yeah, with the punk scene, especially a music thing came on in Minneapolis. Who's it was a mill town in the older days. I have buddies there, and they told me. So anyway, you're going to make the big move, right, from Lincoln yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was in your mind? Well, I did it to uh, to uh, play with some of the people I ended up playing with, like, because yeah, right. what, like Lincoln's only got so many people playing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know it's 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 a great it's a great place. Yeah, I love it. I love that town. But yeah, it yeah. was just kind of just time to try something else. You know, it's like Pedro, but with a lot of space around. We're butted <laughs> up no next ocean. to Wilmington. And yeah, yeah, no ocean of grain. <laughs> yeah, corn exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as people's like, if I was always just playing in Pedro, whoa. That'd be tough, yeah. Yeah, you know. If Hollywood was in 30 miles. Right. Or here in SoCal, we got so many. It, you take it for granted. And people wonder about living in a small town. And there are great things about it. But if, especially when you're younger and you're trying to develop, I think, expression, an art thing. Yeah, you got to check out some other people doing it too. Right. Right. And, you know, it, it felt kind of, I don't know, um, Insulated because I, we hadn't figured out, or I hadn't figured out. I wasn't in a, a a group of of people who'd figured out the the idea of getting out and doing the touring yet. You know the way the oh, way that you, you guys do only it. did a little bit. We just did a little bit. We didn't like figure Kansas out Kansas or Iowa. Or, yeah, yeah, and we didn't figure out that you know you, how to invest and how to make it work yet. You know, yeah. so it seemed insulating. Well, you're pretty young. You're coming out of high school. Yeah, this College. was this was probably like yeah, I was probably in my early twenties. Okay. By then, but but I wanted to. It was more about maybe a musical choice too, because the, a lot of the, the the groups and the, the the music I liked was in Chicago. I really liked, you know, some of the the strange stuff that was happening at the, at the time. That stuff was cool, and I also loved um, Tortoise, those guys, and and uh, U.S. Maple. U.S. Maple. City. Sweeney? Matt Sweeney? Yeah, right. Was he in that? He was not, but he was around. I mean, he was doing stuff. Uh, But they were trippy. I remember U.S. Maple. They were one of my favorite bands of all time, you know, and there was Bobby Kahn and there was, uh, who else, Cheer Accident. I don't know if you know those cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're great. And wow. Yeah, all these people were doing stuff. And, and how, how'd Zeta, you know about them? Because they'd come by and play. Rose. They toured. They did. Yeah. They did. And um, there was just some really intense musicians, some really intense bass players at that time coming from that area. Um, 
there was uh, Trench Mouth. Yeah. Remember that, that band? Yeah, yeah. Just ripping bass player. Who was that, that guy? Wayne. Wayne. his name. Yeah, that guy was Blazer. And uh, there was... I think Corey, uh, the Necro guy, was running Touch and Go. Mm-hmm. Necro bass man. Malmi, I think he's from Ohio. And then there was there was uh, the Dazzling Kilman. Oh. With Darren. He's yeah, just yeah. crazy. So this is what you want to yeah, yeah, find out what this is about. That's the stuff that made sense to me, you know. Yeah, so, sure. So I split and went to Chicago to do that, and I did it. I did. I played with the Lutenbachers and, yeah. and all these people. So it was What was it like going from a big town to a... You know, big dealio. Was big it tough? Was it dance? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It was. It was amazing because these people were my heroes. You know. Yeah. So yeah. when I'd see them, I was starstruck almost. Yeah, seeing yeah. them just hanging out at the at the the gig or whatever, and or at the the bar or something, and just going, "Wow, there's Weasel Walter!" Holy, you know, Clown shit. Jacks. Yeah. He's at the club. Yeah. The bar. So it seemed empty like a good bottle. place for me, and it was. Yeah, yeah. empty bottle, uh, fireside bowl. Yeah, went there a yeah. lot. Wow. And there was also a lot of uh, um, improvised, free improvised music happening, yeah. like um, Kim Vandermark and and some of these um, either free improvisation or free jazz guys, and and that was really inspiring. Went to a lot of those gigs. Who's the guitar man, Jeff? Jeff Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Parker. Yeah. yeah. Great musician. Sure. I really like him. Yeah, he's great. They're all, I mean, that whole thing was great at the time. And I think so it's how long did you spend there? Boy, seven or eight years? Seven years? Seven like years. That. Yeah. And then what? Then, um... What were you thinking? My friends in Hella called. Okay. Wanted to go on tour and asked me to, to go out and check. This is when they were expanding their band. Yeah. Their okay. first Their first expansion. Yeah. So they need some some a couple of extra people to Expanders. help to help do it. And so I spent a year on the road with those guys, and that was an experience too. And then, so you move? You actually move though? Yeah. Well, after, Chicago. yeah, I kind of kind of left my stuff in Chicago for a while, and then about halfway through, figured you know, I'm probably not going to come back here because it seems pretty fun out on the west right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that's what I did, and I just kind of, kind of landed up north in Nevada City. Where we were talking about because, it. and which might seem like nowhere to somebody looking at a map, but the, uh, it's very close to Sacktown and yeah. the Hella guys. Yeah, yeah. So, that's why. Yeah, that's where they were at that point. They'd kind of moved operation up to Nevada City, which is a small place, but really charming and, and nice. Where are the Tarmelos guys? They're kind of from. Yeah, they're from up there too. Right. Uh, they're. Uh, Right, yeah. I mean, right there. Sacramento and Auburn, Grass Valley. Grass Apple. Valley, okay. They're right right in the middle of that, too. I was playing there in the old days at a place called, and it was by the university in Sacktown called Bojangles, or the Cattle Club. It had different Cattle Club, I think during yeah. the daytime it was Bojangles. It was, a, I think, a gay bar for older guys. Oh, is that right? Yeah. These guys in their sixties and soon, not all flashy dress. You wouldn't know them for anything, but if you listen to the talk, you'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then at nighttime, Brian McKenna was a cat, and he'd you come bet. in, and we do these gigs. Uh, those are my first regular ones. I started doing uh, maybe early in the nineties, early nineties. Okay, and uh, I play that all the time. Brian still does my gigs. Yeah, so he said. He said but, he told me he has your amp. He bought a bass amp from <laughs> big ass heavy thing. 
and it's a trippy kind. And it's got a 15 on each side pointing opposite directions. That's something Ampeg came up with. Huh. Well, bass is kind of omnidirectional, so if I think if you're in a smaller club, it would bounce it off the walls and shit. Did it work? Uh, it was too <laughs> heavy for me, man. I mean, that thing must have weighed. And then we got it with the crown amp with it and stuff, you know. It was, it was a younger man's. <laughs> <laughs> amps, you know, amps are younger I'm, I'm, I'm rocking these things. David Eden now has these two tens that weigh only 50 pounds each. And that's... And they're, you know, 700-watt boxes and just 50 pounds, so... That sounds like the That's right what I do for... The right yeah. tickets. <laughs> just, especially in the state with my knee. Okay, so you move there and start... And you're touring with them for a year? Yeah. And uh, what, what, are you, like, early 30s now? At that point. Uh, oh, I was going to say. Do I look that <laughs> yeah, young? Um, yeah. You do look that young, but at that point. I guess it was, yeah. I was maybe 30. Something like that. So, um... After you do that year of touring, but you gonna decide? I want to live here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and I'm gonna uh, just kind of. Uh, but did there. they want to go further? They did go further because me and Pettibone saw the five man version that was without you. Right. Yeah, I wasn't in it. Now they're point. back to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They went back to two for a minute, and then they went to five, and then they went back to. They're just trying all kinds of stuff. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a, you know, a fifteen piece next time. A poly, uh, uh, poly spree. Yeah. Right. And a band. <laughs> they all come out in robes. And <laughs> <laughs> bathrobes. Five hundred drummers in bathrobes. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea. So, pitch that. As they're doing that, what are you doing? Um, are you still on that GNL? No. You got another base where in Chicago? GNL ages ago, yeah. You got yeah, another GNL. one in Chicago? Oh yeah, I had a bunch bunch by then probably. I'm trying to think, I oh, was you? playing that synth bass by then most of the time. Really? Yeah. In is, Hella. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which is you know it's just such a bizarre thing. And for so amps, you could just still using that acoustic. No, the acoustic the went went away early too. Oh, I think okay. I changed to an Ampeg for a for a long time. SVT. Uh, no, just the little the light one, uh, like a rack. A rack oh yeah, one, you know, like, SVT three or yeah, SV- I think it was a three. Yeah, and I had that for ages and ages, and then uh, switched. What was the box? Uh, just like a crate. Two fifteen something, yeah. yeah, and um, or a four four ten for a while, and then one four ten. I think it was one four ten, and for a while I had a four ten and a fifteen. Ah, yeah. You know, then I switched around. Hell, I switched to this kind of weird English kind of high end thing called Phil Jones amps. Oh yeah, I've heard of those little tiny speakers, <laughs> little speakers, little guys, and many of them though. Ton, yeah, a bunch, and then it, it has these ports, and it's a full range thing. So I yeah. figured that'd be cool for the synth stuff because I was not just playing bass frequencies I was all over the place so I figured that could cover it all yeah and now I'm doing now I use Aguilar stuff which I really like it's I heavy. got an Aguilar preamp oh yeah and uh, yeah my my moon bass has an Aguilar onboard preamp but I've got that what's it called 680 two space rack one, thing all tube yeah 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 oh the, the, uh, the big daddy one okay it's got no power amps just preamp and Kay used it for recording the last dose album that Okay, it's good sounding, good stuff out of them. Yeah, I really like their stuff. Really happy with it. I'm looking at some of their lightweight stuff now too, because <laughs> my back isn't what it it's used tough, to be. Tough man. So, so back to a year touring with Hella and Sacktown. You uh, 
What's next for you music-wise? Um, just just working out stuff up there, you know, with friends and trying different stuff. Yeah. Just playing a lot. Because um, I meet you, you're playing in this band, Butcherettes. Yeah, that, that's been more recent. That, that okay, was, so what happened between the Butcherettes? Um, I was up, up north for a, for a few years doing stuff, and then um, my friend Josh, who I'm sure you know from, who's in the Chili Peppers now, uh, no. Before he's been before on the he show, came, uh, he came John on the show, right? brought him on the show. Yeah. to say he was bailing, and Josh was taking over. Yeah. Josh helped him a lot on the solo records. He told, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's at the Love Grotto with Brother Matt. He brought him over, and it, like, yeah, then it was just kind of like, wow. bye bye, I'm leaving now. That's crazy stuff. Yeah, but oh, so you so you start playing with Josh. Started playing with Josh. He uh, he became a friend during the Hella stuff because he knew those guys and he'd show up and and hang out and we got to be friends. And he but he lives down here, right? He lives yeah. down here in he, Valley, maybe. He uh, yeah, no, he used to. Now he lives in El Sereno. El Sereno, okay. Yeah, but um, he he called and just said, "Hey, you should come down and and play a little bit." And I'm working on some stuff with some friends and check it out. And so I did. Leave Sacktown, go to SoCal. Yeah, I just came down for a few times just to to see what happened. And, yeah, and it went well. Well enough for me to move down here and, and try it, and that's when we started that Dot Hacker band. Dot Hacker, and that got me here. So we're gonna, we're gonna play some Dot Hacker, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's in oh, the next uh, next slot. The next yeah, it's the beginning of the second hour. In fact, we're uh, we're kind of at the end of the first hour here. Uh, so, in between Josh and Hella. You just some stuff up there, and then you come down here, and it's a dot hacker. Uh, mm. So we'll we'll pick it up from there. Okay. Okay. It's uh, first hour, of the June seventh, two thousand twelve edition of Watt for Pedro show. Hold tight for hour two. June seventh, two thousand twelve. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Thank you. 
apples and oranges, apples and oranges, high in the tree, I'll pick some for me.
a doctor of sorts himself Sending screaming mothers of fright All right, what a quack Start off the second hour with some stuff Jonathan's on, like uh, Damsel with Space Needle, which also had uh, Zach from uh, Hella. Yeah. Nels mm. Klein. Nels Klein. Imagine How'd that, that happen? Well, um, I knew uh, I knew Nels a little bit just from having played gig, like gigs with him, not, you know, like... Share the bill. Like, yeah, the, the, the singers would be on something and with the Lutenbachers or... Something you know back in the back then, and yeah, we just kind of stayed in touch. And I remember seeing that he was going to be in Chicago with Wilco, his early Wilco, you know, first when he joined first year or so. Yeah, I think and, he joined in two thousand four. Yeah, and this that was recorded. That damsel was recorded in two thousand four, so that's that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I saw he was going to be in town for a few days, and so I. I just tried to get something together, and, and he, he responded. He did it. Yeah, he's way up to improvise things. He ain't afraid of it at all. Not at all. Way and, and, I, and I knew Zach would have, you know, was a huge fan and would be into it, so I called him too. And he just so happened to be in Chicago. Uh, I got I got oh, Zach out. Got him I out. think he had some frequent flyer miles, so okay. he flew out for it just to do it. And then yeah, my buddy. Where was it at? Well, no, it was what we we went into. A st- I feel terrible for not remembering the name of the studio. It was in this building called Odom, and um, we just recorded it in one day. We just went in and, and made a bunch of a racket, and I remember it was the day after the second uh, election, the presidential election, the second time Bush won, oh, so yeah, to speak, yeah, yeah. You know, or got appointed or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I think uh, I was out on tour then, too, Yeah, with my we, second man. Right, and we... we, uh, we uh, we, you know, the, the election was one day. We recorded the next day, and it was still up in the air as to who was who won. And I think we found out that day while we were doing it that that Bush was the guy Mr. again. Mr. Kerry said, and so it, I let go. So it came very. There was a definite vibe to those sessions because we were also, you know, distraught about that that news. <laughs> so that's what I remember from that. That's not Gore. Gore's the first one. Gore was the first one. Carrie, yeah, was Gore, Gore was the one that dragged on forever. And, right. And okay. Then, uh, was the My memory's bad too. Then we heard uh, "Puncture" by Dot Hacker. Now Dot Hacker's this band. You start when you come down to SoCal. Yep. Yep. Josh, and we get to play next week. Yeah. Right. Excited about that. We get to play at. Uh, it's not called Spaceland anymore. It's a satellite. Satellite. Yeah. Then we heard "Fetch the Water" by Minute Flag. This was a weird kind of throw together thing with uh, I think Flag was at the end. They had just recorded Loose Nut and In My Head, and they had a, they made time for us, and we came in there and all seven of us. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, all seven of us played together. We did four tunes, and one of them had singing this one. D Boone and Henry. I remember D Boone giving Henry the words, and. Uh, I think he yells Arriba or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably the only time Hank Rollins is yes. Arriba. Or then uh, 
Apples and Oranges by Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson just passed away. He was uh, mm -hmm. Newkirk, Hogan's Heroes, mm -hmm. and then later on some kind of game show guy. Yeah. But he did this song in 67. I think it's the same time Pink Floyd had one called Apples and Oranges too with Sid Barrett. And uh, then we heard uh, Bob Pollard. He's got a new solo album, Smacks of Euphoria is the tune. And I just got a word from his manager, Mr. David Newgarten. Uh, he's got a new Guided by Voices album. What? He just had one a few months ago, I, I know, say. but a new one is coming, he said. This guy can write songs. I know. I mean, actually, it's set. I know there's subtle differences because he sent me the Boston Spaceships too, and it, but they all sound like Bob Pollard. <laughs> I know. Good thing he's good at good. being Bob Pollard, right? <laughs> Man, he sings kind of English, though, his accent a little bit. Yeah. Dayton. Far, far from it, though. Far Western England. Yeah, exactly. Far West England, way over in Dayton. Uh, um, okay, so Dot Hacker. What, you guys started, but first you wrote a batch of tunes, and then you started doing gigs. Yeah, a little bit. We did a few gigs, not too many. We've never done that many because really everyone's real so, busy with other things. So it was mainly just a, like a, a proj. Well, it was always meant to be a band, but the you know he he got invited to join the Chili Peppers. Yeah, Josh yeah, did. yeah. And so that kind of kind of uh, changed well, the plans a little the bit. Then when the Butcherette thing happened, that was uh, just last year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was. Uh, she needed some people to tour with. And so she and, invited... And before doing this, you're waiting around for Josh to have some time at the Dot Hacker? Or were you playing oh, other no, stuff, no, too? Oh, no, no. I was doing other stuff, too. I was in this band called Broken Bells. Broken Bells. Which is a uh, singer of the Shins. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Danger Mouse, that producer. But I thought he was up in uh, Portland. Who's that, James? Uh, the Shins. Shin guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He did this project. Actually, I think they were Berkey. Yeah, they they were, that's where they started. I think so. Yep. And I met the Danger Mouse guy in Rock Rock What's the fucking Skilled? What's that festival in Denmark? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's where called. I met him with, with the Stooges. He has about ten million projects going. Oh yeah, he's working so, on the new U, the new U two record. That's is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got so much stuff going on. Yeah. That CeeLo thing, man, that guy could sing. That was a good project. Oh, yeah, I love that one. What was that? Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley. Yeah. yeah. That's what the other the other guys from Thought Hacker were all in Gnarls Barkley, too. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, why? For touring? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that band, Thought Hacker's full of people who are just busy doing all kinds of stuff. They were like side mouse, uh, side man kind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The drummer Eric plays with Tom Morello and... Charlotte Games. The Night Board. Watch? Mm-hmm. He's okay. in that. He, he helps him on that. Plays with Wayne Kramer. With oh, really? You probably have played with him, Eric. He's great. Brother Wayne Kramer told me he was just playing with Marianne Faithful. What? Yeah. Let's hear some more music.
My hands are as sticky and possibly even as clammy as my pits. And my face is kind of tight, like a fucking clammy sponge. And I feel like a clammy towel. And I'm going to go to one of those good places and get some goodness. And if it's clammy, I'm going to kick something, really. I'm going to break a lot of shit. for Pedro Show, and uh, we're playing some stuff that I'm on. Uh, well, with the minute flag, I was on that. There's two bases. That's me and Kay. Right. I think Georgie played bean can. <laughs> can with beans in it. <laughs> uh, started off with Force Conspiring, a new song from the Hand to Man band that their debut album comes out in a week. Uh, the guitar man is John Dietrich. From Deer Hoof, not original Deer Hoofer, but he's been with them a while now. He's been now. with them for a long time now. And yeah. uh, now they got Ed Two on guitar, who pretty wild. I mean, the, the guy. And yeah. this was a trippy proj. There's also a drummer man named Tim Barnes. He's lives, amazing lives as well. in Louisville. Yeah. yeah, I got to talk with him. He was originally from SoCal, and then New York City. Then yeah, been around. Tim, really? Playing with know. a lot of cats. Yeah, and then the piano man is. I know Donald McDonough's, who I think's from the Bay Area, but I guess him, the piano man and guitar, got together and made a duet album. So they said, uh, "Let's try one with more," and let's ask why. Now, this is kind of like what you did, I think, in Damsel. How'd you come up with that name, Damsel? Yeah, that was Nell's. Uh, Nell's, hundred percent. Okay. Came up with that name. Damsels in Distress. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the record is In Distress. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, eventually this became the Hand to Man band, but it wasn't that at first. It was just this idea of don't have tunes and just come up in uh, yeah, three days. It was in between uh, Stooges' tour legs, so I, I went early to Austin and spent three days with these guys in the summer of 2010. And... Uh, yeah, whatever happened, right? Just so it was what'd, you, what'd you call yours? Created a, just out of the time, like you just had three. Never played with these guys before. That was it. Mm -hmm. They rented me a bass, a Fender bass, P bass, and an amp, and got some drums for Tim, and we just went at it. And then John went and mixed it. Him and Thalem uh, edited it, and then he mixed it. I think a lot of creativity went into that too, because they had a lot of stuff to choose from. And sure. Tributes. Once I was involved with something like that with Saccharin Trust. There's an album called World Broken, I think 1984. And uh, their bass player tear it out, wouldn't do the gig. So come on, Watt. Oh. It's the same thing. You just start jamming around. And then at the end of the day or the end of the thing, go and pluck things that are happening. Is that is that how uh, Bootstrappers came to? That's Elliot. Yeah. I think that's all Elliot. Oh. The same idea. I think he just Maybe had me and Georgie Whalen with him. I played a little Asbury bass and it had rubber band strings. He I have one of those things. Tacum potter on, right? Because they <laughs> yeah, stick to Yeah, those things are weird. I have one of those too. Yeah. Then we heard uh, Gazal, 
which has got your buddy Christian, my buddy too. Uh-huh. And uh, but actually, Cedric's on it too, and some lady from uh, San Francisco. But yeah, Rachel. Rachel, she's right? Great. She does some singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this track you just heard—it's all of Christian. It's him doing this twelve-string kind of trip. I didn't know Cedric when he gave flowed me the uh, thing to put the bass on. I didn't know who the drum. I thought because I did an interview with him, I had him come to Pedro, and he told me he was a drummer from Florida. I thought actually he did the drums. Uh, I found out after. No, this is Cedric. Christian Rip. I didn't know he was a drummer. I just knew him as singer man and at the drive-in, you know. Yeah, he's a great drummer. I yeah, I mean, it blew my Gro- mind. Groovy drummer. And then Frantic by Dose. Uh, 26 nice. years now we've had this band. Is that off the new, the new Dose? Yeah, the new Dose. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, let me give it to you. Oh, and then uh, Chowder Anyone off the new Spiel Gusher record with uh, Richard Meltzer. Yep. And... There you go. All right, thank you. God, you've been okay, busy. Okay, so, so what kind of side things were you doing while you were waiting for uh, this other opportunity to come? Uh, which, but you didn't know it was coming, right? I never know what's coming. Right. <laughs> well, you didn't know about the La Butcherette, so just, just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew um, I knew Kathy at Sergeant House. I was, yeah, I they lived, got a I lot of wild them. records, man. She does a great job with them. She, like has a good she's really doing a good thing with that you know? I gotta have her on the show because I wonder what the story of that label is it's a trip you should talk to her about that yeah it's interesting she's an interesting lady and the Axie sign and it's, it's actually I've gotten to be friends with a lot of those people yeah I'm very happy yeah you know the you know the Adebisi Shanks and the yeah that's what I mean that's how I oh, met that's who you're talking Caramelos. about Caramelos right 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 I love them yeah let's listen to some now here's some bygones
from Pedro Show. Played some Sergeant House stuff. Uh, you just heard, yeah, probably the best band name ever, Face Tat. Oh, that's <laughs> Zach. With, that's Zach, too? That's Zach Hill. Yeah. <laughs> with Green Bricks. <laughs> it sounds like Green Bricks. Ahead of that was Kid Life Crisis, Ella, okay. Zach. Out of BC Shank, uh, my buddies from Ireland. I don't know how you say this name. It's like uh, open parentheses, hyphen, underscore, hyphen, close parentheses. It looks like a face, okay? Ah. And ahead of that, Terramelos, Party with Tina. They're on tour in Europe. See them if you can before they get done with that. And um, Jonathan been just talking about those guys. Uh, and we start off with Click on That, Smash the Plastic Death by Bygones, which is a, a proj with uh, Zach. Ken <laughs> And uh, Nick. Nick Reinhardt, who's yeah. going to do something called Big Walnuts Yonder with uh, Greg from Deerhoof, Nels Klein, and myself, as soon as we get some time to fit it in. Like I said, my favorite band. Haven't played one note. It's already my favorite band. <laughs> And it's a trip, you know. Uh, Nick agreed to. I said, "What if I write the things on the bass?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, I've never done it that way." Said, well, maybe room. that's a good way to try and do it. Uh, you ever compose that way? Oh yeah. Just on the bass. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you said, you don't play guitar much, but Not you can much. do piano. A little bit. Mingus composed on piano. Yeah. We're well, at the end of the second hour. We'll get more into the composing because I'm interested in your ideas about that. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. Now, June 7, 2012, Dishwap Show. Hold tight. I'm here with Jonathan. Hour 3 coming up. June 7, 2012. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Okay, uh, Wild for Pedro Show started the third hour off with a uh, bass player band. Uh, Juan, right? Uh, Juan. Big Sur. Yeah, Big Sur. I played with on Infidels. that. You're I on Infidels. Infid- I don't know if I played on that song, but I, I pl- you're on I've, this played, album? I've played with him. He yeah. just floated to me. It's a Sergeant House thing. Yeah. And then something called Russian Circles. I think they're Seattle. Uh, they are Chicago. Oh, they're Chicago? And the bass player is from Portland or Seattle. He was in Botch. Okay. When the Mountain Comes to Muhammad. Yeah. They're and then band. Fang after that. Wings of Fang. Fang. Yeah, they're used to the San Francisco Fang in the old days. Yeah. I don't think this has anything to do with that. There's a lot of I Fang think Miniman played with them. And then uh, Life Coach. By Fang Island. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Are they related? I don't... I doubt it. I don't know. But they're both Sergeant th- House. Oh, is it Red Fang? Is that the first Fang you said? Because that's a Sergeant House or was a Sergeant House thing. Fang. Red Fang. It was Red Fang and maybe, not just maybe. Fang? I don't know. Okay. Fang Island for sure is a Sergeant House one. And, uh, well, I got him. She gave me a sack full of shit. And, uh, and then we heard Shipwreck by Nar- Nice Sharp Pencils. Uh, you would dig this bass band. Yeah, it's I don't England. know them. You know them? No, I don't. Oh, okay. They're from England, uh, up by uh, Leeds in the middle part. And his name is Ben, man, and he's a bad bass player. And he sings, too, and it's just the bass and drum, and he sings. Oh, cool. And uh, I got to, you know, I've been playing his songs a lot on my show, and he put on a gig, man, at a working man's club, someplace called Sourberry Bridge, you know? Uh-huh. It was a trip. Like wow. Halifax and leads up there and I turned on you know I was given option of a London gig or that gig I said I'm going to take this gig take that gig for sure <laughs> he's a great cat great cat uh, so the Don Hacker people well maybe it's kind of this dilemma we have with Greg Nels and Nick it's hard for you guys all to be in the it is it okay. is yeah so it, it it doesn't move as quickly as I think we'd like it to but and what? And it's but moving in it the meantime, still. you got a call that some lady needs a bass and drum. Right. Who was the drum man? It was uh, Gabe. Gus. Gabe. Yeah, and Locust. I've known Locust, and I've known him for you know twelve years or something. San Diego or something. Uh huh. And um, so it was a, a real pleasure to to be asked to do that. I heard he was going to join Zoo. He was going to. Wow. I think he did butcherettes instead, maybe or didn't yeah, and then some of the Zoo guys went to. Red, beat uh, red, men of <laughs> some kind of dance thing because Dennis from the Refuses in the band too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's trippy. It's but Yokopo, the drummer man, you know. yeah, yeah, he was real excited about that zoo thing. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's still going to happen. I don't know. I haven't heard about it for a while. But you got this call here. Uh, this lady needs a band. Yeah, Terry, Terry. I got to be friends with Terry. Yeah, and. Um, and she just eventually asked me to do it. I think we were friends first, and um, and she started playing with Gabe, and then she just asked me one day if I wanted to come jam, and I said of course. Yeah, and, and then was, I got to play with you guys. Yeah, a couple of times. Because you opened up for the first time. I did the opera here. Yeah, and then Echo. and then you did our CD release party. Yeah, which was really in K Town at the Bootleg Theater. Uh huh. Uh. You know some of these others, RX Bandits? Yeah, I know those These guys. arms are snakes. Yep, yep. Native. Well, here, let's play some now.
since you know these bands here, you read them. <laughs> or go backwards. Okay. Um, the last the last thing we heard was Daily News by Maps and Atlases, who are one of my favorite bands. That, that record is wild, man. Oh, they're so good. I love that. Where are they from? They're from Chicago. And yeah, they're, they're are young. there gigs like the albums? Yeah, they're real. Yeah, I mean... Maybe not just like the albums, but enough so that you're impressed yeah. <laughs> by how close it is. I mean, I I really like them. I played some gigs with them and, and, and watched them a lot, and I really appreciate what they do. They're still together? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, they're on tour right now. Oh, great. All over the place. So Go see them, people. Check out Maps and Atlases. Um, before that was Native, who are from uh, Indiana. And they're, they're young young guys, too. Young kids. I remember meeting them, and I think they were still teenagers a few years ago. Indianapolis, Big Town, Bloomington. Uh, yeah, I think so. I can't remember where they're from. I just remember they're they're Gary, Indiana, like Indiana, Fox. and you know they spend a lot of time in, in Chicago. In Chicago, right. yeah, yeah. That's Gary, right. <laughs> maybe they're from Gary. I don't Gary's know. Right there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. These arms are snakes. Were before that. Yeah. That has the bass player from oh, Russian Circles. Oh, we should say the name of the tunes. Oh, uh, Prince Squid was the name of that song. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're not a band anymore, but they were great. Oh, they broke up? They broke up. Bass player went to Russian Circles. Oh. And um, and uh, they have a new band, a couple of the other guys from that band that I think Kathy's putting out. I can't remember what it's called, though. I just heard about it. And before that was One Million Miles an Hour Fast Asleep by RX Bandits. I think our Long Beach. Really? I think so. Wow. Okay. Sounds right. Locals. I don't even know. They're, they're nearby. So, Kathy, she <laughs> don't... It's not, a, it's not a where you're from. It's where you're at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, that's a great thing. So, you guys started... What about that album? Sin, Sin, Sin? Oh yeah, that was that was done before I was around for it. That's um, done before. Yeah, that was because uh, uh, those are the songs you were doing when we played with you. Yeah, sure was. We learned those, and um, that record was uh, made by Terry and a drummer from Mexico, and Omar Rodriguez was Omar. produced it and played bass, and he's back doing right. And they had a lady on drums. Yeah, at the Stooges yeah, gig. She's, she's really great. Where's she from? She's from. Was she in another band? Here. Yeah, she's been in a couple of bands. Yeah, and she was still familiar. in a few bands. And she's really great. She's really young. She's I think she's twenty, twenty one. Wow. And I really, she's lovely and a great, great player. I mean, she's. Did you guys really ever go in the studio? No. You just did gigs. No, just did gigs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gigs and tours. It was a much different style for uh, Gabe. Oh yeah, but he can probably play anything. Yeah, he. Uh, I got to jam with him once. Some guy from San Francisco brought me there to make some noise. Oh really? And it was yeah. They had a trippy name. <laughs> him and his girlfriend and a buddy of theirs, and you know, it was, and this cat was on the drums. It was, you know, yeah, he wasn't wearing the outfit or anything. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I. Love and then, and then I said, then I got to play with him again, you know, at the Echo. I didn't know about you guys. I had no idea. I always try to see the opening bands if I can. If I ain't caught in the boat right. towards stuff because I do the driving and I got a fucking car. But if I can, I always see the bands. I saw you guys. It was like, wow. You know, yeah. played really well with him. And 
both of you guys with her. Yeah, we really had a good time with that. Yeah. I miss it. And then from then, that's where you hooked up with these other prods, like uh, the brand new band Kate, we heard at the beginning of the show. Yeah, Evie Kane. Evie Kane. Yeah, those are old friends, but we just kind of got that going recently. And well, uh, let, me, let, let me play some more uh, Sergeant Ass. Okay.
catch it cause the sun's on fire The sun's on fire, the sun's on fire Mama's gonna ground you cause you're playing hardball You're playing hardball, you're playing hardball Cause you're playing hardball Cause you're playing hardball You're playing with luck, you're playing with luck, you're playing with luck. Doctor's gonna kiss you cause you're tainted in sin, you're tainted in sin, you're tainted in sin.
We just heard me and LP, Lisa Papineau, a good friend, an amazing. That's amazing a trippy singer. record, man. I like it that. Sure one. is. It sure is. That's uh, the 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 singer from uh, RX Bandits, and Lisa right? Papineau from Big Sur, which we heard earlier. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're they're amazing together. And she. What's is, the name of the tune? Truth be told. Truth be told. Yeah, and, to that. Uh, a song called "Take Two, which is by Gypsy Blood, another band from Chicago. Great, okay. great band. Um, before that was Elderly Pair Beaten with a Hammer by El Grupo Nuevo de Omar Rodriguez Lopez. And that's a, a project with Zach Hill again, <laughs> myself again, and Juan Alderete again, and wow. Cedric and Omar and I. Now you did bass, uh, synth bass solo, sax solo. I did like a, yeah, this For weird kind of noisy, crazy <laughs> And Juan did the thing. bass. Huh? And while well, we both... Played the bass parts. Oh, really? Like, together with me with the synth with different sounds and effects, and him playing Straight the bass, bass, and they yeah. kind of like bled them together. Or... Good. Yeah, and then yeah, I he took really that is weird a good song. player. I respect him. One? You oh, too. He's, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And what was in front of that? In front of that was Tainted in Sin by Le Bouchettes. Okay. Off of the Sin Sin. Is that one you guys used to do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we That's sure did. intense tune. I, I think I remember it. Right. Yeah. It's... And what did we start with? A Mutiny by Red Sparrows, which is a band that had guys from the VSS, and um, since then they've become Marriages. And um, what town? 
Here. Here in L.A. They're SoCal band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I play in, a, in another thing with the drummer, Dave Clifford. Been jamming with him lately. Not Doug Clifford. Not Doug Clifford. That was CCR. <laughs> Big hi-hats. <laughs> so what's in the, what's in the future? Um, God, Jonathan. God, I don't know. A lot of things, I hope. Um, more dot hacker. Um, been playing some with some of the one of the dudes from Queens of the Stone Age, Troy. And yeah. John Theodore. Yeah. Drummer from Mars Volta and Zach Del Rosa's thing. Um, playing with a lot of people. I don't know. I'm going on tour with the Shins for doing side mousy stuff yeah. for a minute. I don't know. Trying to stay busy, you know. Sure, Playing sure. with as many people as I can. And I'm going to do some stuff with Christian, I think, sometime soon. Oh, wow. We can we can work that out. And if I can find, you know, a minute to, <laughs> to do it. To work on it. I'd, I'd uh, advice for a young person getting into music from your journey through music. Advice. I'll listen to everything, I'm going to say. Um, listen to everything. Get passionate about the stuff you love. And uh, and make make it you know make music, don't don't just be passive with it. Okay. Make your own. You got a place on the web people can get to you? Uh, yeah, I mean they can reach out to me on Twitter and Facebook. It's just my name each time. I'm Spell easy, it for the kids. easy to find. Uh, it's Jonathan J O N A T H A N Hishke H I S C H K E and. Um, Easy guy to find. Okay. I want to thank you big time for coming on board. Oh, my so pleasure. Base brother, I love what you got. Passion. You got energy. Oh. You ain't belly aching. You ain't moaning and bitching about bumps in the road because they come. Because you're a big picture man. And you're a big hero to me. Oh, what? Thanks for coming aboard. <laughs> People, it's been the June 7, 2012 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.